RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. The headlines this lunchtime. A summit of the G20 group of nations gets underway in Bali. President Xi Jinping and Joe Biden meet on the summit's sidelines. And here, Chief Executive John Lee reiterates that it's unacceptable that a song related to Hong Kong's 2019 social unrest was played at South Korea's Rugby Sevens on Sunday. A summit of the G20 Group of Nations has begun in Bali with the host, Indonesia's President Joko Widodo, warning that the world is facing crisis after crisis. In his opening address, he said the war in Ukraine was impacting food and financial security. If the war does not end, it will be difficult for the world to move forward. If the war does not end, it will be difficult for us to take responsibility for the future of current generation and future generations. President Putin of Russia is not attending the summit. President Zelensky of Ukraine will address the meeting by video link. A professor of politics has welcomed direct talks between President Xi and Biden, but says there were no changes to the usual talking points. The two leaders met last night on the sidelines of the summit, their first face-to-face talks since Mr Biden took office. Joseph Gregory Mahoney from East China Normal University in Shanghai said that while the meeting was cordial, at times the two leaders appeared to be talking past each other towards their domestic audiences. He also said there were no indications that tensions over Taiwan would be dialed back. It's a very positive development because they can really take stock of each other. But that said, we still, again, see the same talking points. And the biggest talking point here that is really sort of compelling is, again, this statement from Biden that this kind of meeting is the key tool for managing the relationship responsibly. And I think what you hear from the Chinese side is that, no, what's really managing the relationship responsibly is the one China policy as the bedrock and the three joint communiques. And as long as you're undermining these things, then, you know, we're going to have problems. Chief Executive John Lee has reiterated that it's unacceptable that a song related to Hong Kong's 2019 social unrest was played at South Korea's Rugby Sevens on Sunday instead of the national anthem, adding that police would investigate how it happened. He did not elaborate on how the probe will be conducted or whether officers will travel to South Korea to to collect evidence. The organisers have said it was the result of a mistake made by a junior staff member. At a media session before the weekly Exco meeting, Mr Lee was also asked what could be done to prevent similar incidents in the future. It is the responsibility of of the organisers. We'll do our best to assist the organisers to fulfil their obligation. But it's important when mistakes are made, when problems arise, we point those problems out and there is a good investigation to know what actually happened so that we will deal with uh, the situation accordingly. Mr Lee also said the MTR Corporation must make operational safety its highest priority through robust self-monitoring. Several doors of a train on the Xinhuan line came off on Sunday morning, causing services between Jordan and Lai King to be suspended for the rest of the day. The chief executive told reporters the government would be looking into the matter. The government, of course, has the responsibility to monitor the performance, look at the investigative reports to ensure that anything that needs to be properly addressed will be handled appropriately. There is a system which will deal with uh, 
not just the operating safety, but punishment in case MTR fails to fulfill its obligation. Mr. Lee also said he will no longer use zero plus something to describe COVID measures here. He was responding to a question on whether the government has given up on implementing a zero plus zero policy. In an opinion piece, pro-Beijing heavyweight Lo Man Tian suggested that if the SAR directly referred to its travel restrictions as zero plus zero, it would be much harder to propose measures to allow Hong Kong residents to enter the mainland more easily. Mr. Lee stressed that Hong Kong's COVID policy is simple and clear. There is much discussion about zero plus zero and zero plus three. Now, what does zero plus zero mean? It means something different to different people. Now, I will not specify what sort of arrangement it is. Is it zero plus zero or zero plus three? As long as we keep COVID risks manageable, we try to minimize the restrictions as much as possible. That position is clear. The Consumer Council has warned that some health supplements may not be as healthy as they seem after it found contaminants or carcinogens in some popular fish oil products on sale in Hong Kong. The watchdog tested uh, 25 fish oil samples and found that all of them contained different types of contaminants. All but one were detected with the contaminant 3-MCPD, while 14 samples were found to contain the genotoxic carcinogen glycidol. In one product by Adrian Gagnon, the level of both glycidol and 3-MCPD exceeded European Union safety standards. Nora Tam is the chairwoman of the Council's Research and Testing Committee. In some samples, we also detected the 3-MCPD in the experimental animal data we found that they will affect our kidney, our central nervous system, and also the male reproductive systems. And so this is uh, something that should not be in our product. Human rights groups say that another Saudi citizen has received a lengthy prison sentence over social media comments critical of government policy. Other Saudis have recently been jailed for tweeting. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. Last year, Abdullah Jalan was arrested while visiting his mother's house in Medina. The young man had graduated from a university in the US. On Twitter, he'd complained of the difficulty in finding jobs in Saudi Arabia, as well as other issues. He used an anonymous account, but that did not protect him. A Geneva-based human rights group says the specialised criminal court, which deals with cases of suspected terrorism, has sentenced him to 10 years in jail, followed by a 10-year travel ban. The Israeli Defence Minister Benny Gantz says Israel will not cooperate with any external investigation into the killing of the Al Jazeera journalist Shireen Abu Akleh. The Palestinian-American reporter was fatally shot in May while covering an Israeli raid in the West Bank city of Jenin, despite wearing a flak jacket marked press. Mr Gantz was responding to reports that the American FBI was investigating Ms Abu Akleh's death. The world's human population is poised to reach 8 billion today. That total is according to UN figures and projections, as well as the website Worldometer, which shows that the population grows by about two people a second and just about under just under 200,000 a day. It means the human population has doubled since 1974. Belinda Mills is a professor of demographic science at Oxford University. 
The population was rather stagnant until about the beginning of the 1800s. It was about 1 billion. And then it just started to grow and grow. But what we've noticed is that within about the last decade, it took about 12 years to reach an extra billion. And it's expected to go up to 9 billion within 15 years. There's been just rapid population growth in some areas and some nations, particularly Africa, uh, Pakistan and Philippines. But what we've had as well is increases in life expectancy. So people are just living longer. The Pakistani Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif has appointed a committee to investigate whether an an Oscar-nominated film, Joyland, is against the country's social and moral values. The BBC's Ambrasan Itarajan reports. The movie Joyland depicts a relationship between a married man and a transgender person. The subject is sensitive in Pakistan as the transgender community faces stigma and extreme social exclusion. The movie was cleared for release in Pakistani cinemas on the 18th of November, but officials had withdrawn the censor certificate saying there had been complaints that the movie contained highly objectionable material. The British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has defended a new deal with France aimed at stopping migrants from trying to reach the UK in small boats. Under the the revised arrangement, Britain will pay another $9 million, $9 billion a year to fund more patrols on French beaches. More than 40,000 people have made the dangerous journey across the English Channel this year. Mr Sunak agreed that much more needed to be done. I'm confident that we can get the numbers down, but I also want to be honest with people that it isn't a single thing that will magically solve this. We can't do it overnight, but people should be absolutely reassured that this is a top priority for me. I'm gripping it. In the time that I've been Prime Minister, you're already starting to see some progress with this deal with the French, but that's just a start. There's lots more that we need to do. Jeff Bezos, the founder of the online retail giant Amazon and one of the richest people in the world, has said he plans to give away most of his 124 billion US dollar fortune during his lifetime. Mr Bezos has previously been criticised for not promising to dedicate his money to charity, but in an interview with CNN, he said he wanted to help tackle inequality and fight climate change. He added that philanthropy was not easy. The hard part is figuring out how to do it in a levered way. It's not easy. Um, you know, b- building Amazon was not easy. Um, it took a lot of hard work, a bunch of very smart teammates. And I'm finding, and I think Lauren's finding the same thing, that philanthropy is, is very similar. It's not easy. Uh, it's really hard. And there are a bunch of ways that you, I think, that you could do ineffective things, too. So we're building the capacity to be able to give away this money. Researchers in Israel have found what they say is the earliest evidence of fire being used to cook, considered a key point in human history. The new study suggests our early human ancestors were cooking well-done fish nearly 800,000 years ago, when previous research had put the date at less than 200,000 years ago. More details from the BBC's Paddy Maguire. Putting a definitive date on when our early ancestors started to cook has been problematic for archaeologists. It's difficult to prove that an ancient fireplace was used to prepare food and not just for warmth. This research suggests our forebears were cooking well-done fish nearly 800,000 years ago. By examining a mass of fish remains at a prehistoric lake site in northern Israel, the latest research found a range of evidence, most convincingly in changes to the enamel of fish teeth. They suggested the fish had been subjected to temperatures of between two and five hundred degrees Celsius, the right range to cook them well. 
To sport and the Philadelphia Eagles bid for an undefeated NFL season is over. The Washington Commanders turned methodical drives into scores and took advantage of turnover-prone Philadelphia to stun the Eagles 32-21 and send them to their first loss in nine games this season. It'll be Australia versus New Zealand in the final of the Women's Rugby League World Cup. New Zealand advanced after beating the hosts England 20.6. Australia enjoyed an emphatic victory, thrashing Papua New Guinea 80 points to nil. Emma Tonegato, who scored three times for Australia, says it's special to be returning to the final. Yeah, it really is. Um, it'll be interesting to see who the final 17 are. Um, we have such an amazing squad of 24 here. So, um, yeah, I think there'll be a nervous few days yet to see who makes that final 17. But um, we have a, such a great squad over here that I'm confident whoever Brad picks to be in that final 17 will get the job done. The final takes place at Old Trafford on Saturday. Captain Gareth Bale says the Wales national football team are planning to highlight some of the controversial issues that have marred the build-up to the Qatar World Cup. Wales start their first World Cup campaign in 64 years when they take on the US on Monday. Qatar has been criticised for its stance on same-sex relationships, human rights record and treatment of migrant workers. I think us as footballers, the most we can do is make awareness and it's for people higher up to, to make those decisions and hopefully make the, the change for the better. But um, yeah, we support everything in terms of the armband, we'll be supporting everything and um, doing as much as we can to, to hopefully get change in the right way. In tennis, Novak Djokovic has made a winning start at the season-ending ATP Tour Finals in Turin. The 21-time Grand Slam champion, seeded seventh in the tournament, defeated the second seed, Stefanos Tsitsipas, 6-4-7-6 in their opening group match. Djokovic will face Andrei Rublev tomorrow. Rublev overcame fellow Russian Daniel Medvedev, 6-7-6-3-7-6. Rafael Nadal takes on Canada's Felix Ojur Aliasim in the other group later today. Both players dropped their opening matches and will need a win to keep hopes of progressing. Snooker star Ronnie O'Sullivan is thought to is through to the second round of the UK Championship in York, part of the sport's triple crown of events. The seven-time winner defeated the Welsh player Matthew Stevens six frames to six in reaching the last 16. Despite the victory, O'Sullivan says he's still struggling to find his rhythm. Yeah, I feel flat, I'll be honest with you. I don't yeah. really want to play snooker at the moment. You know, I don't, I don't play much snooker. Just listen to my body, listen to my mind. Just go out there, just feel like I can practice. One, one thing I'm doing is applying myself mentally. Uh, whether I play good or bad, I don't really care. Mm. Um, I just, you know, I'll always apply myself well while I'm out there. But yeah, I don't really feel buzzed up, to be honest with you. But that's just normal, I suppose. Quick look at the weather, mainly cloudy with sunny periods during the day today. The maximum temperature will be around 27, moderate to fresh easterly winds. The current temperature is 25 degrees with relative humidity of 72%. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3. Then you lost it And now you can't get it back
2K and Jojo on Radio 3 with damages done. Good afternoon. 18 minutes past one Tuesday. That means we're off to Kiwi to catch up with Dr. Merrin Pierce in a while. And today he's going to be joined by Gavin Coates, who's a landscape architect, very well known one here. And he's going to tell you all about the Hong Kong used digital arboretum, which has got more than 700 videos of about 245 different species of trees and plants. And it was all born out of sort of having to do everything online during COVID. So we'll chat to those guys in just a while. We'll be on Facebook Live. The Brew is the page. <laughs> 